You're listening to the Birdie Dad podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor. So welcome back. This is episode seven with the Golfers Who Dad. Hey guys, how are we doing today? Great. How are you, Jared? Oh, I'm doing great. Doing great. Brian, how are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. A little uh, sun kiss this today. So it was a little sunny out here and I played some golf. So uh, it's feeling pretty good. Oh, nice. You got a round in today. Where, where did you play? I did. I actually got down to uh, Chambers Bay. So home of the uh, US Open a couple years back. Um, yeah, so it was uh, it was a fun round. It's it's not often I get down there, but uh, I got down there and uh, beautiful day. Ended up being, I mean, it's hit or miss right now in, C- in Seattle area. Uh, for weather-wise, but we got a sunny and like 80 degrees today. So, it was perfect. Perfect. I've never been to Chambers Bay. Never never been there to see it. Never played there. So, I, I got, you know, definitely want to hear how your round went. Yeah. Well, Trev, you've been there, right? To Chambers Bay? Yeah, I've played it early on before um, U.S. Open. Uh, it was a couple of years before, kind of first Open. And then I went and actually watched the U.S. Open in, in 15 there. So, had a little experience with it. Yeah. Where- so, it's... It- yeah, it's it, it's a fun course. Um, it's a hard course, um, but they just redid the greens. So, um, if anybody out there is listening, is is not from the Seattle areas, and you saw the greens that were on the U.S. Open on TV, uh, not like that. Come and play Chambers Bay. Uh, it's in great shape. That was when it was brown, right? When it was on TV. Yes. 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 They were trying to make it extra to, hard. Extra yeah, hard. Burned. I remember crisp. that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was a vivid image. The brown greens. Yep, it was. Uh, and, that was and, amazing. And bumpy right? too, and bumpy too, and bumpy. Like Where had... does it rank, like in the U.S. for courses? Just, I mean, a guess. I, I really don't know. Chambers Bay. Where, where would that fall? Do you have any idea? I don't know. Brian? I mean, I, I've seen it like in golf magazines in the in the top fifty for sure. Um, yeah. For sure, yeah, yeah. It just it depends on what what the ranking is. <laughs> is it hardest courses? Is it you know experiences? All that kind of stuff. But I would say top fifty in most most rankings. So. And you've played Bandon. Do you do you prefer Bandon or do you prefer Chambers Bay if you can? Bandon, but Chambers is closer. So I'll take mm-hmm. Chambers. But yeah, for Bandon sure. For sure. So how did the round go today? Tell us a little about it. What happened? Oh, round went round went good. Um so they started us on the on the back nine. Um and I don't know, Trav, if you remember the the tenth hole on Chambers, but it's this narrow par four uphill. Um you, you start off um, pretty open, but then like the fairway just narrows into, you know, bunkers on either side and it's, you know, the, the big hills and dunes on either side of the green. Um, and I, I hit one into it, into one of the sand traps off the right hand side of the fairway. Um, and then I got up there and stuck a six iron within like a foot. So I birdied the first hole. So it was a great start. I was, I was feeling pretty good. Um, Chambers Bay minus one after one. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> That's when the round goes to shit usually for me. That's what I should have called it. Yeah. Just called it yeah, a day. Just walk off. Just practice. Yeah, yeah. Off, buddy. <laughs> just turn, turn around, go back to the parking lot. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Um, no, we continued on. It was great. But um, fun story of the day was I was, since we were playing the, the front or the back nine first, our ninth hole was number 18. And number 18, I don't know if you guys remember from the TV, but it's it's right along a, kind of a walking path. And there's a train tracks back behind it because Chambers Bay is basically this big uh, park. It's open to everybody, open to the public. You can walk around. They have walking trails, walking through it. Um, and 
So people are out there while you're golfing and we come from the 17th green um, over to the 18th tee box. And we, we had a little bit of a wait. There was a group in front of us that was pretty slow. Um, so we were waiting to tee off on 18. We look over to the right and our group was like, whoa, um, that's Jordan Spieth's caddy, Michael Greller. <laughs> he was over there. Yeah. He was over there just walking the park with it, with his son. And um, yeah, we got to talk to him for a little bit. So, so that, that was a fun like celebrity sighting because he lives in, he's from uh, University Place right by Chambers Bay. That's how we got hooked up with Jordan Spieth. Um, he was a caddy for Jordan, I think, in the U.S. Amateur, I think is the story. And then um, he's a school teacher in the area. And then Jordan liked him so much that he said, hey, come on tour with me. And so he quit his job as a school teacher and is now a PGA caddy. <laughs> but he was there just hanging out. With wow, his how did you start huh? up that conversation? Yeah. Did you go the sun angle or did you go the caddy angle? Well, I mean, what, no. what started that off? So, so we noticed who it was, um, from a distance and, um, one of my buddies just said, um, Hey, how should we play this hole? <laughs> because, you know, Michael Greller was, was Jordan Spee's caddy for the U S open where he, he won it, um, on the 18th hole <laughs> against Dustin so, Johnson. Right. So we're like, Hey, how do we play this? And, nice, um, nice. and his, his simple answer, and it was, it was the perfect answer. Simple answer was, uh, play it like a par five. <laughs> Because okay. it's a it, it's a longer kind of par five, and I think that's what got Dustin Johnson in trouble. Is he tried to hit a hero shot, uh, get it on in two, and and uh, two putt for a birdie, and he ended up three putting. And Jordan went the other route, which is laying up and getting on in three, and um, ended up one putting. So um, it was a it was a it was a good funny experience, and then I just kind of started talking, and and uh, I told him we have a podcast, guys. I told him. I was going to so, ask nice. if you pitched the show. Yeah, I was going to let him know about <laughs> us. Yeah. I did. I did. I said, hey, we got a, uh, you know, a podcast because he's with his son. I was like, hey, you know, I'm trying to get my sons into golf. And he's like, oh, what's what's the secret? And I was like, well, and I gave him, Trev, I gave him your tip on the on the Pringles cans. He's like, oh, that, that'll work. And then um, uh, I said, hey, yeah, there, we got a podcast for you. <laughs> and oh, he's sweet. like, oh, that, that, that's great. Just really check it out. So, for it. Just go uh, for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> plugging it. You know, I have to plug it. <laughs> and um, yeah. and so hopefully he tunes in. <laughs> yeah. You need to have a shirt on you. You just give him, throw him a shirt. Dude, one, we need to keep go. some kid sizes available too. Give one to his son. Yes. <laughs> yes. That, that, that is the next step. That's no, we know we've made it when we can carry around our own shirt and hand them out. Right. So, yeah. um, so we're, we're working on that, but, um, yeah, he said he'd tune in. He said he'd check it out. So we'll see if, if you're listening right now and you made it this far. Um, Hey, welcome. It was nice to meet you. <laughs> Reach out to us at any time. Um, but yeah, we're out there guys. We're out in the, uh, in the PGA realm. So we're good. Oh, uh, we have officially broke into the PGA ranks. We made it. Yeah. We made it yeah. in. Uh, so I, I got to ask Brian though before you go any further. How did you play? How did you play that hole? Did you did you par it? What did you do on eighteen? Or I guess I knew. Not I knew he nine, was back. Kind, yeah, I knew he was kind of back there watching me. Um, <laughs> so I was a little nervous, but but I hit a. I had to drive um, in the fairway, just off to the right side though. Um, my second shot is where I kind of. Um, I wouldn't say messed up, but I, I hit it in the sand. And so then that, that third shot made it difficult. And I kind of caught a flyer, flew the green, couldn't find my ball, had to take a, a, a drop and then ended up just a bogey. that all actually. So lost ball bogey. I consider that a success. I think it'd be okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Course. He still might be tuning in then. He, he still might be listening. If you, <laughs> you triple, he's well, shaking his head, walking off going, these guys, I'm not listening yeah. to that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the other guys in my group luckily uh, carried the boat and they, uh, you know, they, they hit some pretty good drives off, off the tee. And so uh, we didn't, we didn't have a poor showing off the tee. <laughs> it was probably nice. more the second or third shots once we were far away from him. So we're good. All right. That's yeah. Awesome. Hey, I got a question though for you. How, okay, how did you get the go ahead to play? I mean, it's during the week. Is, uh, is this the weekend right now? So I gotta, I gotta know how did you ask? I mean, we've talked about the golf ask. How did you get, I mean, okay, let me break it down and tell you. Every time I look ahead to playing, I get a lot of anxiety of bringing this up. And for me, it's, it's not really that I need approval. It's the anxiety of how am I going to approach this subject and how am I going to, uh, I guess the collateral damage really is what I'm, I'm weighing when I'm talking about golf and how much am I going to take on the, uh, the negative aspect to play. So, I got to know your, your secret. Mm-hmm. You played today. So, how, how did you approach this? What's your strategy to ask your wife to golf? Uh, for me today, I think it was pretty simple. It was a Tuesday and... We have our kids in daycare and my wife was at work. So she's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but, but, but the ask came on like the timing on getting home. So it's like, oh, when are you going to be home? Blah, blah, blah. So she picked up the kids and had the kids alone for a while. Um, I don't know if you remember from a couple episodes ago, but um, I had a four day weekend where I had the kids all to myself. Um, that made the ask very easy. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm just going to be home. Yeah. I put in some time. Like, can you just pick up the slack a little bit? Um, not, not, not the slack, but like, can you just, you know, give me this for, for kind of a, uh, uh, a prize for, for the four day weekend that I spent with the boys. So so, your approach is kind of like, you have to consider the time you're going to be back and the work you put in ahead of time. So you're almost, you lay the groundwork before the ask. Absolutely. I, I think setting your tea time is is key, right? You, like for me with two young boys, I consider when are they asleep? When are they awake? <laughs> and how much yeah. time am I going to be gone during, during those, those, those moments? So, um, if I can, um, you know, be home by the time that they go to bed, then, um, and she just has to handle dinner. That's, it's pretty much okayed. Right. Or if I can be gone playing, um, while they're in daycare. So during the week, not a problem on the weekends. I usually try to get out real early. So I'm back when they wake up from nap. That's okay. how I go about right. it. Yeah. Trevor, what's your secret? How do you ask to play? What's your, what's uh, your style? Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty nervous to answer this question. Actually. I mean, <laughs> this, this has been a, a work of art for the last 19 years of knowing my wife. <laughs> you, don't, and, uh, <laughs> you don't, you don't want your wife to hear your secrets. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I, exactly. I, I don't know that she's listened to more than half of episodes so far. So the fact that we're doing this on the seventh episode, I'm probably safe, but just in case I love you, honey. And, uh, I hope you aren't mad at me after this one, but no, I, I kind of break it down into, you know, there are a couple different levels of ask, right. You know, you, you got the easy, you know, weekday round, like, um, like Brian's talking about, you know, and you got the, the weekend round, which is kind of getting in the way of some, some other, you know, conflicts like a, you know, like an in-law brunch or a, you know, a classmate's birthday party or something like that. And then you got the, the big, the big one, right. Which is a, uh, a full on, you know, guys weekend away from the family for a full three or four nights. So I think you kind of, Oh yeah. 
have to approach that. I mean, let's just let's just break it down to a golf analogy here. We got a par three, which is the first tier, you know, par four as the middle and the par five <laughs> is a big one, right? So, you know, for yeah. me, it's the par threes are easy. Um, you know, you just got to basically, you know, make sure you know, all your wife's, you know, pet peeves of you are kind of taken care of. For me, it's like keep, keeping the, the, the kitchen counter clean and making sure the kids are teeth are brushed and that sort of thing. And if that's, if that's, if that's on point, then I've got a pretty easy ask, you know? So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of during the week with like a nine hole match, you know, after work kind of thing, that's pretty easy, but the weekend is a little tougher. Um, you know, you kind of have to, uh, you have a little more course management on the par, par fours, just like the weekend ask. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, like I'm, I'm trying to time it up to, you know, if it's a, if it's like a birthday party or something, I try to, you know, offer to drop them off, you know, and maybe she picks them up. So it's like a two hour, you know, window that's, you know, free of kids kind of thing. And then, um, also just trying to, um, really just, you know, um, not ask on a bad time, you know? So it's not like we're asking when, you know, you're, you have a blowout and target, you know, on a diaper kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's oh, I thought asking. you meant a blowout with like a blowout argument. You don't ask after that. Either one, either one. Right. Either one. Also too, you know, you don't want to ask when you're on your, in the car on the way to your in-laws or, you know, backing up a trailer with your wife or, you know, those kinds of things. You just don't want to ask yeah. in the bad, bad moments. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's part of it at all. It's just timing. And then, you know, I can get into the, the big ask, but it's, uh, you know, I have a secret that my wife is going to hear, but it's, it's all revolves around women's haircuts, right? So they only happen. <laughs> oh, this is, oh, this is the big one, guys. This is the one. I have I'm not, I've not heard about. this one yet. And this is okay. new yeah. to me. I don't know so, this at all. So yeah. this, I'm, I'm willing to risk it all for our listeners, you know, all 10 of them, but uh, <laughs> anyhow, so Tre- Trevor, you're never going to golf again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, my, my wife, you know, she, uh, she has maybe haircuts maybe once a quarter, right? I'm, I'm sure other, other girls, you know, or once a month or something like that. But, you know, trying to figure out when that is, if you guys have a shared calendar, usually they put an appointment in there or something like that. But like always reminding yourself to, to, to have that compliment as soon as they walk in the door, you know, <laughs> and, uh, also, you know, a big date night, maybe trying to get the, the kids on a, um, you know, on a, on a sleepover at your in-laws or something like that, or a babysitter at night to take her out to dinner. Cause that's, you know, that's, that's when, that's when they're feeling that they're best, right? You want to get them in a, in a good mood. And, and I think haircuts are a big part of that for me. So I always ask on a haircut day after a compliment and that's when I usually get the big ask in. Nice. You know, first we have, we do have a lot of guys listening and girls listening and, and this goes, I think it goes both ways. There, there's some tricks that each can pick up and we do have guys that aren't married or don't have kids. And I hope they're taking good notes because I wish I had this playbook when I was younger. Uh, it would have helped me golf a lot more in my first years at marriage. Um, it's funny because, Trev, I thought you were going to go the approach of your – because your daughters golf with you a lot. I, I thought your ask was going to come, you know, around bringing your daughters to the course. Maybe you've got some secret setup of a different different kind of takeover uh, situation at the course. Like, hey, my daughters are going to putt, so I'm going to go play a quick nine and uh, and I'll see you guys later. But you, you didn't yeah. go that way. I'm No, that, that's that's partly just because, you know, I'm talking about that the ask is usually when you're trying to get around in yourself, right? You know, just you haven't played in a while. You got some guys that are playing. You want to get out there with, you know, no like guilt-free golf, no kids around, you know, full focus on your game, you know? I think 
part of that too, leading up to some of those easier asks is just, you know, having the kids uh, ahead of time, you know, make sure you say, I'll pick up the kids from, you know, daycare after school, that sort of thing, you know, for a couple nights in a row, give, give them a chance to do what they need to do, or maybe go have a girl's night out with wine or something like that. Um, so that's, that's, that's part of it. I mean, I'm always taking the girls to the course and, you know, that's that sort of thing. But the ask to me is more about like, for selfish reasons, our, our golf game, right. You know, not, not just the kid or the family golf game. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. So like for me, I was saying, I do get, I, I get the anxiety leading up to it because I have a different approach and in baseball, we, we measure a player's success. If, if a batter is hitting 300 average, you know, he's hitting three out of 10 hits. We consider that player successful. And I'm pretty excited to say in my version of the ask I'd say it's it's an 80% success rate in my house and it, it works really well, but there are flaws to it. So here, here's how I approach it. And again, same thing. My, my wife has been listening to a couple episodes. I'm hoping she skips this one because <laughs> my, my approach is, you know, I, I'm all about kind of the, it, it's all about timing, same thing, but, but here's what I do. I wait for her to present that opportunity where she's doing something and a yeah. perfect situation coming up. She might say, Hey, I'm going to go see uh, my friends on Saturday and I, I'm always instantly ready. I already know the tea times in the back of my head and I instantly <laughs> follow with a, You've already Hey, that's them. great. Yeah. Oh no, I, that's great. I, I'm so excited. Hey, you know what? You have a great time. That's perfect because uh, Sunday morning I'm going golfing and it's, so it's more <laughs> of like a mic drop. And it works <laughs> tremendously. The, tr the, the trick is you, you, it works best if you follow her event. So her event comes first and, and it's like a little psychological move. My, my <laughs> event will come second. Yours is first. Uh, that, that almost always works. But you can, go with the, you can go with the day before too sometimes. Or if you really want to push your luck, if I, if I really want, I'll go with the day of and be like, oh, all right. Well, can you be home by two? Because I, I'm going to go for the guys at three. Uh, that that's a little bit there more risky. Uh, that it kind of you're you're kind of probably flying a little too close to the sun on that one, but it can still work. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I do it. it. It's all about the timing. But I'll I'll tell you guys, there is a huge flaw, and then I'm currently in it right now. And and COVID has killed my golf ask because I was just gonna say that I was just gonna say oh, that. <laughs> serious, oh man, because I'm in I'm in a serious rut right now because. She hasn't done any events in the last couple of weeks. Right. <laughs> it's so, all been canceled. Right. Oh, yeah. no. My whole plan has been uh, yeah. prior to COVID. Now, this all is kind of in the wash right now with COVID. So, it's hard to get that ask in. I'm struggling. I'm struggling at the moment. So, what I've had to settle for is the, uh, I have a late meeting and the late meeting and the work is just buying me a little driving range time, maybe on the way home. Uh, <laughs> that's that's really the only way I'm, I'm able to get a little bit. Or like you said, uh, you scramble for some chores around the house. Maybe you do a little extra. That that might buy me a quick round. Uh, but I, I have discovered so, and this this opportunity is is actually gone for the season. But what I did run out and do, I, I found out there's a local course that they kind of really didn't monitor the early morning. So a buddy and I, we would go out and we would we were teeing off at about six fifteen in the morning. First guys out there, and and I was home. There was one morning it was at the turn, and she hadn't even woken up yet. And so it was a speed round mm. back by 930 and everything was good. And we were just cruising. I, I, I think that goes back to the timing, right? So it depends on when your golf round is and how big the ask is. So like I, I try I try to get my tee times when the kids are asleep or at least like there's some kind of overlap when the kids are asleep, right? So, um, or 
doing something else. So they're they're not alone. In like the sound from both of you guys, <laughs> what you're saying is just just chip in. Like, hand, hand, like if you know you're gonna you want to go play golf, like chip in and handle the kids and and do your fair share. And yeah, I, th- I think I think there's there's no way that that somebody's gonna say no to that, right? Yeah, I agree. And I I might have pushed a little too far recently because as we're talking about the chipping in, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the term mental load. Has that term ever come up in your house? Have you heard that mental load? No, not in my house. <laughs> oh, Google it. No. <laughs> it's <Okay>. go- <laughs> Google the mental really? load. Really? Yeah. <laughs> is, is that a good idea? Google that? Um, well, wait, are the wives listening to this episode? <laughs> don't Google the mental load. So, <laughs> it's something to look into. We'll put it in the show notes for people to Google the mental load. It's uh, it's definitely something that's come up lately when I ask about golf. So, mm. and it, it just, it really comes back to chipping in and are you doing your part and who's carrying the mental load of your house? Uh, I, I probably have this really screwed up and we're going to get a lot of messages from some people that are saying I, I butchered it. So, I'd rather just leave it at Google the, Google the mental load and see where your house falls with that. Okay. All right. Hey, and another thing, guys, and we we just wrapped up uh, last week, or actually two weeks ago, we were talking about uh, episode five and uh, the the putting woes and the gimme. And I will tell you also, watching the U.S. Open, I have never felt connected stronger to a professional putter or professional golfer than Danny Lee this this past (laughs) little experience. Did you guys see that? I think it was a six putt from like initially from like four feet out or something, right? It was like yeah. five, then six, then seven or eight. And then he finally made it at four or something. Four oh, feet it out. was, yeah, it was, it was, it was awkward. Uh, Danny really, I mean, the gimme episode we did was really all about that. If we, if, if we held to the no gimmies, that's what I felt like on a, on a green a lot of times, especially at a course mm. like Chambers. Yeah, those screens look oh, tough yeah. this last weekend. So, I mean, that's that's, that's a tough course, and I'm surprised Byron kind of took it down like he did. But you know, yeah, more. more well, Danny did the. Uh, oh, for sure, you know, and but Danny did the. Uh, he did the one-handed gimme roll at it. Did you see that? Like at least twice, he did the the oh, little one-handed. No, whack. we gotta we gotta share that because that's that's perfect. Oh, it was it was bad. Yeah, it was a six putt, and I, I think Trevor's right. I think it was within it was definitely within six feet the first one. So it, it took six times to putt within six feet. He didn't do a quick rake, did he? <laughs> no, no, he did not no? get the quick okay. rake, and didn't didn't Damn. see the quick rake. He should have. <laughs> I think he would have been. I don't know what the penalty is on the quick rake, but he might have been a little better off. I, I think that was round three, wasn't it? Was that round three Saturday? Because I don't think he, I think he withdrew after that. He withdrew. Yeah, he withdrew after that. He didn't finish. It yeah. was, uh, I mean, that's the mental part of golf right there, right? That 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 was probably just too much. All right. Well, that's going to lead us into our, our golfers and dads segments for today. So, um, Brian, I, I think you've got a great golf tip for our listeners. You want to go into that about uh, our greens? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we have a whole, um, like I, I wrote kind of like, you know, the five best ways to read a green. Um, and there's, there's a whole bunch of tips up there. Go to our website, uh, golf to dad podcast and check the whole thing out. But I just want to talk about one piece of that, which is called the plumb bob technique about, uh, reading your green. So, um, plumb bob, what is a plumb bob? <laughs> I had to Google that. So that was my Google activity, um, for the day. Jared, um, was what, what is a, what is a plumb bob? And basically what it is, is it's a, it's a weighted, um, string. Um, so there's a weight on the end of a string and it allows you to see what is straight up and down. So regardless of 
where your feet lie or, you know, how the ground is sloped. You can see what is um, directly up and down. You can use your putter as a plumb bob. So that's the idea. Um, so you hold, you stand behind the ball in between and, and uh, hold your putter um, kind of loosely with two fingers at the, at the top. And I found, um, Trevor, you had this question when I was trying to explain it to you guys of, you know, does that have to be the top or, or the bottom? It, it's pretty much um, kind of anywhere on the club, just as long as it's loose. So you can allow the club to kind of, um, you know, counter back and forth to where it finds, you know, the, the straight up and down. And then you hold it behind the ball and you open your dominant eye, close the other one. So here's another trick on finding what is your dominant eye. Cause that's the one thing I didn't know either when I was reading about this technique. Um, so dominant eye. So guys, you can do it with me. Find your dominant eye. Yeah, yeah let's do, do it. Yeah. All right. So, um, hold your hand, a thumb pointer fingers and make a triangle with your two hands and then find a point um, across the room, any point, any object really that's kind of hanging across the room and put um, that object in between the triangle, right in the middle of the triangle. Then uh, close one eye and then close the other. And then if the object shifts more prominently um, with one eye closed versus the other, um, the eye where it does not shift, that's your dominant eye. Okay. All right. Got it. Left eye dominant. Nice. That's left eye for me as well. All Sweet. Right. So, I, so I'm right eye dominant. So I'm, I'm completely opposite. So it's, it's a good thing to check, um, just in general to know which, cause a lot of these, you know, golfing, um, drills and things like that are like, Oh, you know, especially for putting reading your green is like, look at your dominant eye or get the ball over your dominant eye, that, that type of thing. So found your dominant eye. And now you have your putter and you're holding your putter loosely between two fingers um, behind the ball. And then you cl- open your dominant eye, close the other one and put the, the um, your putter club on the right half of the ball. Just cover the right half of the ball. Then cover the left half of the ball. Whichever side you can actually see the, the pin, um, that is where the break is going to go. So it's if it's if you're holding your club, and you close your eye and then you put it on the um, th- cover the right half of the ball and you can see the the pin to the left of your club, then the putt is going to break right to left and you're going to aim right where your club is lining up. So if it's, you know, holding about two inches to the right of the cup, then you aim two inches right to the cup. And that's it. As long as you have the right speed. That'll be that'll be your path. That's how that's how you uh, kind of read those those tough breaks. Nice. I've never done that. I've never I've always seen it, but I've never done it accurately on the green. Yeah, and so today when I played Chambers, it was the first time I really did it all round. And um, I'd say that there's a couple couple getches. I mean, it works probably about ninety five percent of the time. Like it was amazing. Like I, I would you know check, and I thought it would broke one way, and I do I do the plumb bob technique. Look at you know with the putter from behind the ball and sure enough it would broke the other way and i would putt that way trusted it and it, it was true it was true it, it did nice. it the only time it doesn't work that five percent is when it's a really long putt and it probably breaks two or three times along the putt <laughs> especially right. at chambers you get you get those right and then it doesn't work but um at the same time um you know for those Six footers, nine footers. Um, you just you're, you're trying to question: is does it really break that way? Does it not? Uh, use that technique, and, and it'll give you a good guide. 
That's where you needed Michael with you on those double rollers to give you that second oh, break. Oh, yeah. You would have had me lined up, right? <laughs> he would he would have helped you out. He would have got you through it. <laughs> so, yeah. And we've got some visuals in the show notes on this. And we have an article on the website about that exact technique that shows you what you described in, in excellent detail, shows uh, how you should hold that. So, check it out there. There's a lot of resources. Yeah. And for, I'd also like to say, Jared, that um, the resource that we have on that, um, the DIY simulator will be up there as well for more details on what my setup was like from last episode. All right. We're going to have some extra information there for you guys. Uh, and our parenting tip today comes back to with, you know, my, my talk on anxiety. Uh, you know, I'm, the full disclaimer here for parents is that I am not an expert psychologist and I'm not a, a anxiety professional, but I, in my, my profession as an educator, I've certainly dealt with many, many, many kids with anxiety. And, and really, I want to talk about moments of anxiety when your kid is is having a moment of anxiety, um, and you know that can be a wide range from um, really just feeling uncomfortable all the way up to you know uh, not really going into the full blown anxiety attack because that that would be a different scene. But um, as a parent, here here are three things you can say if you notice your kid has a lot of anxiety and and you know you see that moment. Uh, the three things you could say to your kid. The first one you'd want to say is that. Uh, you can just say, I'm here and you are safe. Um, just as simple as that. You know, really a lot of kids just need to know that you are with them and that everything is okay. Uh, you can. The second thing I would ask you to say is, is just to simply ask your kid to uh, say, tell me about it and let them verbalize uh, what's going on. And if your kid is really unable to verbalize it, you could also have them, you know, uh, do it in a different way. But somehow you want them to express what is occurring and what is, is making them feel so uncomfortable. And the last thing, uh, the most powerful statement you could say to your kid who's feeling anxiety in the moment is just to simply tell them, let's change the ending. Uh, give them that, that moment of how can we take this different uh, and letting them know that the ending is changeable, that it, it isn't uh, an infinite loop of anxiety that they're in and that it will end and it will change um, and they have control over that. So, as a parent, take those three statements uh, if you've noticed your kid has anxiety over something, we, we see it a lot right now with distance learning. Uh, talk through them with those three statements. Uh, very powerful. Um, you can find a lot of different calming strategies. And I know we're going to include some guides for parents more on, on things you can say uh, more in depth if this is something you need more resources on. Um, I should probably take those and I need you guys to, to kind of say those three things to me when I'm getting ready to ask my wife to, to go golfing. So maybe we can go back and go through these things together. Uh, thanks everyone. That's our show for today. So thanks for listening. Give us a follow and uh, send us some questions. We'll include it in the show. You've just listened for free. Now here's the deal. Go to our website at birdiedads.com and join us. You will get our golf starters guide and our golf coloring book for kids free right now by signing up. It just takes an email. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next time.